Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Jerick Show. I, as always, am Javad Malik, an absolute delight to be around and a cybersecurity professional. And we are covering today's stories about cybersecurity and stuff. And welcome to the show. Welcome to The Jerick Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics poorly presented. Okay, that was a bit of a rushed entrance. I give you that. It's because my co-host was giving me grief for being a minute late. And what he thinks is me being late is actually... So I learned this today, that uh, chess masters, when they play each other, um, the one who plays white goes first. But some of these chess masters, they deliberately turn up like five minutes, ten minutes late. The clock is ticking. And it's really just a power move to assert dominance as to who the alpha in the room is. So now that we've established that, let's bring, bring let's bring on the not so alpha male in the room, Mr. Eric Crone. How are you doing? I cannot believe how quickly and easily you make crap like this up, man. That's just amazing. It's true. It's true. So, uh, you know, back in the day, Gary Kasparov, I think it was in the late 90s or 2000, uh, like IBM had their deep blue AI yeah. chess yeah. playing thing, and they played a tournament, and, you know, Kasparov won four games to two, but it lo he lost two games. And one of the reasons he lost is that the uh, it was pretty much social engineering, what the programmers did is that they introduced a random but deliberate delay into when Deep Blue would take its move. So for all intents and purposes, it, it, it had figured out what its move was, but then it would wait for 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, what have you. And it gave the impression that, oh, this is really thinking. This is calculating it hard. And that's what threw him off his game. So the more you okay. know. Okay. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you come up with all this like historical stuff. We just talked the other day about why steering wheels are on the other side in the UK, right? So that you the could like, side. yeah, so you could swing swords at each other or something like that as you passed or, or maybe the opposite to show that you were unarmed. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, uh, no. It's Think of it this way. In modern times, imagine this. If you're right-handed, it's a lot easier to do a drive-by shooting on your own if the steering wheel is on the, the right-hand side of the car. So so you can go solo, huh? Is that what it is? You can go solo, yes, yes. Wow, okay. Well, here we are, folks. Um, it is Friday, and uh, we're here to talk about cybersecurity again. 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 You know, you know we've got like 109 or 110 episodes or something going now. That's pretty impressive, man. That is, that is. I mean, for you, this has lasted longer than most of your relationships through life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Okay, Let, let's not go into your past. Let, let's there, there's lots of bodies sitting up there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Reddit. Let's talk about Reddit. Reddit announced that they had a security incident. And this is like live, so it's about less than a day old. Um and this is their, their thing. And now, i got to say, for all intents and purposes, this is a fantastic response, I, I have to say. 
they're transparent, they say what's happened, and then they they stayed stay on for a few hours. Can you uh, zoom in on that a little bit so that maybe the, the readers can or the viewers can actually see what's going on there? And what I just say, did you not have your reading glasses go. on today? I, I do. That's why I'm doing this, man. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm at the point. I'm, they're progressives, okay? <laughs> do you need a bigger monitor? <laughs> Dude, my monitor's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know what? You and I have talked about this so many times in different stories that we've covered, but how an organization deals with a breach is just as important as the fact that they've dealt with it, I think, you know, yeah. and, and so many times we see some things, as a matter of fact, there's another story this morning um, that I wanted to bring this up on the other side of that. That's the we story. Mm. Um, but, you know, how they deal with that, how they handle it and the information that they give to people, especially those that are potentially impacted by it uh, is very important. Now, this one, again, this kind of busts me up. And I, and I always wonder when I see these, because it says we became aware of a sophisticated <laughs> phishing campaign that yes. targeted employees. Basically, it was uh, it, it took them to a gateway and, and stole their credentials. Yeah, the term sophisticated is is kind of splitting hairs on this, but I'll give him credit. You know, it. it I, I I guess I guess what was sophisticated about this is that it actually stole their their second factor tokens as well. Yeah. So so the employees did have MFA, and they, you know, it clearly wasn't a phishing resistant MFA, so that's why they got they got done. But yeah. kudos to the employee who realized it very quickly. And then they reported it. So yeah. the effective employee self-reported and the security team responded quickly. I think had they not reported it, had they not been aware of it, had they not had a mechanism in place for them to quickly and easily report it, uh, this probably wouldn't have been picked up for days. Um, yeah, and that we overlook the importance of the reporting piece of that, especially when it comes to yeah. having employees that go, oh man, I messed up. And you know, there's been this culture throughout the security and IT industry of us versus them kind of mentality a lot of times with users, right? And I love it. I, we had an interview with somebody a, a, a little while ago, and they made the point that um, there's basically two groups that call their uh, their people users, and one of them is the IT group, right? <laughs> uh, but there's been that adversarial thing. And it's so important for an organization's culture to be able to allow for somebody to pick up the phone and go, you know what, this may be nothing or holy crap, I just screwed up without having to feel bad about it or having to feel like it's an adversarial relationship. Exactly. We, exactly. we, we got to put that out there more often. We really, really do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and the, the only exception I'd have to this, this whole instant response part is this sentence right here. As we all know, the human is often the weakest part of the security chain. And, and again, we're, we're just putting up this adversarial relationship or, or we're not acknowledging the fact that the human is the one that's always going to use the, the, the technology. They're yeah, it, it's semantics, honestly, because I can kind of get what they're saying. They're kind of saying, hey, these are the people that are, are targeted the most and this is where the failures occur. So I get what they're trying to say there. It's just not saying it in a very kind way. I mean, you can flip that and say, 
you know, it's the last line of defense. Uh, and, and that's actually a better way to put it. Yeah, I think. yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, I, it, we, we could talk about this for ages. But yeah, there, there's some very, there are very, some very good uh, comments here. Um, you know, there, there's there's lots of people sharing their own experiences of like how they run simulated fishing campaigns or how they have reporting. Yeah. Lots of people saying, I hope that that employee doesn't get penalized, which I think says a lot about the types of corporate cultures that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, man, give that person a raise. Seriously, it's not an easy or common thing to do. Yeah, I, I, I think it's 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 a really really good. I think there's a lot of there's more good that's come out of this incident for, from from a security perspective and, and relationship perspective than not. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree 100. I'm actually on a panel next week where we're talking about um, like the importance of doing the simulated attacks versus mm-hmm. just awareness type stuff. You know, and obviously we work for a company that, that does that, um, but we see the value in doing that um, so that people can practice this kind of stuff, especially yeah. the reporting piece of it and just understanding and being able to spot these kinds of things. Because frankly, we all know that phishing is kind of the one that, that, that tops a list for initial network access. So yeah, let's move over to we. <laughs> Go on then, you take this one. Yeah, so ironically, we. I just can't say that without saying it. And it reminds me, I told you about the uh, the Geico commercial over here where they had the pig hanging out the window with little pinwheels going wee, 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 all the way home, right? Um, but apparently this is a very large um, Asian and Hispanic food delivery service. Mm-hmm. Now, what what I didn't like about this and, and where it kind of bothered me on this is they keep talking about how, oh, it's okay because the uh, um, the payment information wasn't stolen. And that that's kind of like the big thing that they keep going back to. Oh, customer information was stolen, but that's okay because it wasn't the payment stuff, okay? And I think that's so short-sighted when they just yeah. try to focus on that. Oh, no big deal that your past orders and your phone number and other information has been grabbed by these people, including order information, which could be used to build a ridiculously good social engineering attack if they chose to. Yeah. They just concentrate on, oh, but no credit card numbers were stolen. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of response I don't like is when organizations like, however, they stress that payment information was not exposed as they do not retain that information. It's, mes- it's mentioned a couple times in this story. And I just, yeah. Makes me sad. Yeah. I, I've just been distracted by this ad. That yeah, I don't even out. know what that's I, I, all about. I, I have no idea what I'm trying to decipher it and I'm trying to listen to you. Like, if so you're nice. listening on the uh, on the podcast version of this, because we have the audio only, I, just if you want to see it, you got to look at the video. There's no describing that, frankly. No, no. <laughs> you know, Bleeping Computer. I mean, this is a, I used to really, I used to visit Bleeping Computer a lot, but. Oh, yeah. The UI with all the ads has gotten terrible. I've got it to say they, they've insert too many ads. And you I know, get it. It's great information. Bleeping Computer is a great website for this kind of information. But you're right. They've just, dear Lord, it, it reminds me of a MySpace page. Do you remember back in MySpace yes. days? You know? yes. All they need now is background music. <laughs> it, it happens. You know, the other day I was on a website and I, I could not find out which, but luckily now Chrome has the, little speaker icon yeah. on the thing and you can click it and like <laughs> which mute tab, tab is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible isn't it it's 
terrible. Yeah, I probably got like a hundred tabs open too, so it, it gets lost real quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is one okay. that you what a story you were passionate about. So go on, tell well, us the, all about this. The, this is one of those things. I've been hearing a little bit about this, right? And this is one of those things where. VM is saying there's no zero days going on here. Okay, there's been a lot of talk about this VMware issues and and, and them being exploited. Um, and a lot of people are thinking zero days. But I thought it was interesting here that um, what they're saying here is that the instances that they're seeing for the most part, I believe they're saying are unpatched, out of service, like end of life type stuff that's being hit not necessarily like the latest, greatest, newest stuff. And this is so indicative of what we see over and over again is the unpatched or poorly patched. It's rarely zero days. It's almost always something that's six months old or older. Yes, indeed. And so you're saying these are like older older products, the ones that are out, out, out of support? This is this is what they're saying. It's either out of support or they haven't been updated. Okay. Well, right. So, I mean, we'll see how this thing kind of falls out. But this is kind of what they've been been saying. So you know, there's the CISA um, advisory and stuff like that. But yeah, honestly, like you know, if if I was a bit cynical, I would say that you know, if you're if you're if you sell some sort of product. And then after three years, you're not making enough sales of new product, then you could technically infect your old products yourself and say, well, because it's out of support, there's no patches available. But if you buy the latest one, not that I'm one into conspiracy theories at all. No, I think you're into like marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you moving from PR to marketing, Javad, because uh, that's a that's a brilliant angle on, on the product side there. Yes, that is. That is. It's, it's like the whole... Um, all the conspiracies back in the day about how AV companies are the ones that make the viruses. Right. And <laughs> Self-perpetuating and uh, self-fulfilling prophecies. Ne never been disproven, I say. I say. Never been disproven. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know. Okay, okay, so over to this side of the pond, one of my, uh, well, the Scot a Scottish uh, MP uh, allegedly got hacked by a Russian group. Allegedly, oh, those Russian, those yeah. Russians. I know, I know. So, uh, the, the Stuart McDonald says that, um, you know, he received an email from a colleague. Uh, it was, the email was off, off address of one of his colleagues was spoofed, and in it there was a attachment for a document saying, "Here's the information you wanted about the Ukraine military action," because it was a question he had been asking. Uh, and and so he clicked on the link uh, on the document. It took him to his um, uh, the, the login page. Say asked for his credentials. So I thought, okay, it's a secure document. So he entered in his credentials, and then it went to a blank page. So he thought, ah, there must be something wrong. It might be not working on my phone. I'll ask my colleague next time I see them. Uh, when they did eventually ask their colleague, they said. I did not send you. <laughs> I, I can you I can you remember sending you an email, mate? Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeez. You know, terrible. I just realized uh, this is the same thing that happened in the Reddit thing, right? Login credential theft. Send them yeah, to a fake login yeah. page, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sophisticated attack. You know, it was a sophisticated. <laughs> I mean, well, although Reddit, they took the second factor as well. This seems like it was only 
single factor? Oh, gosh, that's great. Your government folks are running single factor, huh? That's fantastic. So, so, Way to go. So, Strong government there, pal. <laughs> so the government, they're run, running single factor. First red flag. Second one, clearly no, no, no training given to their MPs. Third one, um, there was uh, no alarms going off notification about logging in from a new device or a new remote IP address that might be in Russia or, or wherever, unless they're using NordVPN, of course. But, uh, you know, it, it, there's a whole bunch of things that, that, you know, didn't go as they should have. Well, and from what you said, there was the whole, well, next time I see them, I'll get around to asking them why I put in my username and password and something didn't work. I mean, if that's yes. really how that went down, come on, man. What's with yeah. you, UK but, folks? Uh, you, you, Do you not you, care about it? Oh, oh, okay. You want to blame the UK? Do you not well, care about security? Allow me to present Exhibit A. A oh. top US cybersecurity diplomat's personal Twitter account was hacked. But but that's that's personal. I mean, it's a, yeah, okay. So it is a cybersecurity diplomat <laughs> uh, who should probably have MFA enabled and um yeah, whoops. Uh, <laughs> now, how do you suppose this may have happened, Javad? Oh, I don't know. It must have been a highly sophisticated um, sort of like... Phishing attack. Phishing or attack. <laughs> or a reused password, very yeah. likely. Wait, is this Forbes? Wait, hold on. Whose name was that I just saw up there? You just skimmed past somebody's name. Yes. It's... Uh, Oh, that's my name. Look at that. I was quoted in this Forbes Such article. A diva, aren't you? What a shocker. Everything is about me, 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 me. <laughs> it's just like center of the universe. Everything revolves around me, isn't it? All the stories you, you have. You have, if you have nothing, Eric. You know, you that's what me. you get for letting me pick a lot of the stories. If you have nothing, you have the audacity. <laughs> yeah. No, this is kind of ironic. I mean, in all seriousness. Um, people don't take their social media accounts seriously. And over and over and over again, we see this kind of stuff happening with social accounts. And, you know, social accounts can be used for a lot of evil in that if you get into those accounts, they're used a lot to scam other people through direct messaging, through, you know, there's a, a level of trust there. And so, Honestly, if, if you're not protecting your social media accounts with multi-factor authentication, I'm going to say it, shame on you. Yeah, okay. No, we. I, I distance myself from uh, Eric's <laughs> from comments. Shaming. I do not I do not shame people, especially victims of any cybersecurity <laughs> no, attack. No, no, but oh, no, no, no. Okay. So here's, here, we, we are burning through time, burning through time. Um, burning. Today. I, our, our listeners must be like, what are these guys on? So um, last story, it's not quite cybersecurity, but I thought it was quite interesting. So um, Google, Alphabet, they mm. are trying desperately. Uh, well, they don't need to be desperate because of ChatGPT, but because Microsoft announced that they, they are integrating it and everything. So they're like, we've got barred coming out i don't know who came up with that name it's like what name should we 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 will call it bard but uh they they uh, had this announcement in paris yesterday or the day before and you know they they had all this stuff and then they created a little ad for 
um, for Bard showing like, you know, how its capabilities work. And uh, in the advert, it gave a wrong answer. <laughs> so <laughs> no one bothered to fact check it at Google. The irony is all they had to do was Google it and they probably would have gotten the right answer. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that was picked up that it gave a wrong answer. Share price of Google Alphabet fell 7%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> which Dude, is How many times does ChatGPT give the wrong answer? <laughs> which is $100 billion wiped out. <laughs> So somebody's sitting back going, we need a process in place where we Google the answers in the future, don't you think? Yes, that's pretty much it. I think Google have announced that they, this just illustrates how there needs to be better rigor in checking all of this stuff. <laughs> or or in true Google fashion, they're going, but it's beta. Remember Gmail <laughs> yes, was beta yes, for how everything's many, beta, how many decades, it? right? Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So I imagine if you got penalized or you shrunk every time you gave a wrong answer, what would you be worth now? That's exactly what Eric would be worth. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us this week, everyone. We will see you again sometime soon. Until then, stay secure, my friends.